And we're live. You just missed it, people. Uh, uh, Hillbilly was playing dueling banjos on a guitar. It's kind of weird. Uh, I don't know why his neighbor started playing too, but we won't ask him <laughs> that. Like that's that's. You have heard him out, Jr. How about you come on over here, my little boy? <laughs> all right, hey, all you crazy sci-fi and fantasy fans! It's time for your daily dose of shenanigans over here at the Blasters and Blades podcast. Just three nerdy veterans geeking out over our science fiction passions and fantastical fantasies. A place where magic is king, the sky is the limit, and space is the place. We are the podcast that puts the fun in dysfunction. So without further ado, we're going to let our guest, this lovely panel of peoples, introduce themselves. And because I can read, we're going to do this in alphabetical order. So you get all confused if you're watching the screen. Are you ready for this, people? Maybe. All right. Uh, Mr. Christopher Woods, can you introduce yourself, please? Oh, you just did. <laughs> anyway, I'm uh, Christopher Woods, and uh, I write sci-fi and fantasy and military sci-fi and most recently, some post-apocalyptic car warriors. And uh, you're not done yet. Where's my book? <laughs> it's almost done. It's almost done. Calm down. And uh, I love to write. Okay. Um, does he have a pretty mouth, Hillbilly? Are you, are you satisfied with him as well? No, nah, he's too old for me. He's a curmudgeon. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, next, we have a Mr. David Hensley. Can you introduce yourself to our viewers and listeners? All 12 sure. people out in internet land? Yeah, I'm David Hensley. I write uh, military fantasy, uh, military sci-fi, post-apocalyptic sci-fi. Again, most recently, the uh, part of the Auto Duel Chronicles, uh, Dead Man's Run. Uh, the book is 72 Hours of Graceland. Uh, I've been trying to tell stories since I was, you know, slightly big enough to walk and uh, just recently started getting into telling it professionally. Okay. Is that professionally by, by that you mean trying to get out of like speeding tickets? Cause I tried that and it didn't work. Yeah, it's uh, yeah. Well, it turns out that if you have your wife along and she's yelling at you, the police officer just gives you a warning and walks away. You've been punished enough really. <laughs> There was actually, there's actually a, a, some of the cops videos online. This guy actually gets pulled over and he was on the phone with his girlfriend. So he's because his tail light was out or something. And he's like, I'm going to be late, honey. The cops pulled me over and she didn't believe him. So she demands to talk to the cop. Oh, and then no. when he talks to the cop. She starts cussing at him too. Oh. Like, and he just looked at the guy and he goes, you're going to have a rough enough night. Just, just please. Just go. Please leave. <laughs> That's so hilarious. It wasn't planned. It was perfectly executed anyway. Wow. So uh, I got the impression that was his life, and I felt bad for him. But uh, speaking of not feeling bad for people, we have Miss Marissa Wolf, who sometimes <laughs> throws alligators at people. It's true. That was a rough segue, though. I will not yell at cops for you, people. Um, yes, I have my own alligator now, thanks to Mark and Joy Laundry. Um, I am Marissa Wolf. I write science fiction and fantasy. I am a bringer of shenanigans um, on and off the page. And uh, yeah, I get to write in the Auto Duels universe. I'm pretty excited. Uh, I also have written in other shared universes like The Four Horsemen um, and uh, Salvage Title and Fallen World. Some people on this might be familiar with those. Um, and in early next year, I will have my first very own novel in my very own universe uh, come out from Bane called Beyond Enemies. Haven't you also written in the um, some spaceship um, computer game world? I seem to remember we had you on for that as well. I did. I also wrote in Starflight, which is really fun. I really enjoy tie-in fiction. It's super fun. <laughs> it is. It can be. And it's a, it's a good way to get your start. So I'm not complaining. I did the same thing. Yeah. Last but not least, we have Mr. Dueling Banjos himself, the man with the purdy mouth, Mr. William Joseph Roberts. 
What you want me to say? I mean, you know, long you walks on the beach or, you know, whatever you do. I don't judge. Pina colada, yeah. <laughs> Getting right, out so of for anybody that does not know who I am, I am William Joseph Roberts. I write sci-fi, fantasy, horror, and anything the evil mind squirrels demand of me. And I am the lead publisher at Three Ravens Publishing. Um, uh, Yeah, we got a lot of crap going on right now, but it's good crap. It's good crap. That's going to be on the starting all of the yeah. ads. It's crap, but it's good crap. Mm -hmm. Okay. So um, the next part of the introduction, dear listeners, how we first found them. So I found uh, William Joseph Roberts through our friend Seska, Doc. Uh, and I actually interviewed all of them, but they all came through Doc at one point in time. So we'll blame her if you're not happy with this episode. And bonus points, she's not here to defend herself because she's uh. doing like house and dragon stuff. Oh, yeah. And she's like sending an email back to Regina and all that because she's got to be responsible. Yeah. And it would be even cooler if she had a house dragon, but she doesn't. I know. That would be super cool. We should. Somebody get Seska a house dragon. Yes. Make that happen, people. Yes. And film it. Because yes. if it eats them, we like, we totally want that on camera. We can make that happen. Okay. Uh, I'm sure some redneck ingenuity would, would make things possible. So I, I, I expect big things from you, Hillbilly. All right. He's getting ideas. Things are happening. Uh, so, you know, um, it's never good to have somebody with ADHD that's got all this crap around that they can play with. You know, there's a, certain things called neck dragons that uh, JF Posthumus makes that are based out of her uh, Lady of Death series. So, yeah, we, we, could, we could get Seska a dragon. Seska I mean, I was thinking more like lizardy and alive, but I mean, stuffed animals are pretty cool. <laughs> So hey, like a Komodo dragon. Look at that. I mean, that that's some cool fur. That's cool. I'm not saying roadkill was involved, but I'm not not saying it either. <laughs> All right. You said redneck ingenuity, and I, I did, I did, and I I don't judge. I mean, no, it's warm. It's fair game for the stew pot, man. I mean, I've had possum before, and it it won't bad. Um, so, all right. You got. I gotta be hungry to eat possum. I mean, you know, in the army, you learn just to eat it and not ask questions. This is true. <laughs> Although there is a guy who has a YouTube channel where he eats like hundred year old rations, like I mean, you know, oh yeah, um, I've seen that guy and, and watching him eat through this stuff is like it's hilarious and at the same time it's kind of surprising that it's still good. What's even more surprising is he's not dead. That part, yeah, yeah. yeah I, I'm just looking at him. I'm like, I mean, I'm just seeing botulism and, and all the bad things. Like, uh, how are you alive, person? But. um Anyway, we're not here to talk about that. We are yeah. here to talk about the Car Wars series in the Car Wars universe. So, uh, Hillbilly, we had you on to talk about Burning Roads not that long ago. And then you up and done it and you started a Kickstarter. So, uh, first, what is the Kickstarter? Like, what are you selling? Are you, like, coming to dance in uniform for these people or <laughs> tuning up uh, their hot rod or what? Stretch goal, yeah. Oh, uh, stretch goal, okay. Well, you know, we're – Hensley's book is already in. Mine's already published. Burning Roads is already published. Uh, Christopher Wood's Marathon of Madness is nearly done. Those are the first three novels in the series. And um, we're working on the um, Go Hard or Go Home anthology, which I sent you the, the image to just a minute ago. Um, and those are going to be the first ones for this year that are published. Um, you know, with the... Um, Stretch goals that got unlocked already. We're doing limited edition hardbacks. Um, there was there was a oh god I forgot all the we blew through a whole crap ton of of 
stretch goals like in no time. It's like the thing funded in three hours. Th this is the very first um, Kickstarter that I've ever done. So I'm, I'm learning as I'm going. Um, but it blew through the initial uh, funding in three hours and unlocked one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Unlocked ten stretch goals in the first day. I'm like, what the hell? Then, you know, the, the next one was uh, $2,500 to unlock Jody Lynn Nye as the lead editor for the Car Wars anthology. So awesome. Um, and, you know, I sent Jody a message, told her she was unlocked and my power has been unleashed. And, it, you know, it was just funny as hell when she sent the email back. But, um, you know, challenge coins have been unlocked. Uh, 3D custom models of the cars from Burning Roads that I'm going to model up next. But the next one, it's on the list. Five thousand dollar stretch goal was the lead character uh, tuckerization. Uh, we've already had somebody. They bought the the red shirt, the secondary character, and the the primary supporting character tuckerizations. It's like, okay, cool. Nice. Uh, I'm expecting that person to jump on that one as soon as it goes goes available. So you set the standard, or set the the initial bar for entry relatively low at five hundred dollars. Um, so what was the base ask for? Like you were just look, looking for basic editing and cover. Well, that's not even covers and editing. I mean, just, just editing help really. And, um, part of what I was doing was I'm, I'm trying to get into another social media platform. Kickstarter unto itself is a social media platform. And huh. there's a whole other range of people that just hang out there. Um, so, you know, that, that's just part of what I was going for. Plus, it's the first one. So I'm testing the waters. I'm getting my feet wet and seeing how all this works and trying to understand all of the, the information. I mean, there's so much information in here that trying to, to decipher it is just about insane sometimes. But, you know, there's a lot of analytics to sit here and look at and go through. Um, you know, it's telling me where people are, when they're hitting it. Um, you know, all these other little details and, and it's interesting information. So I'm, I'm getting a little more insight to the type of people that are jumping on things like this. Um, okay. So first, since we are talking about the, um, the worlds of the car wars universe, which is its own thing, can you tell us, and we'll go through around and get everyone to, to do it, how you first found this property? Because I imagine if you bought it, uh, the rights to publish the fiction, um, Hillbilly, that you were a fan of it already. So so what you, what was your experience with the game that is that was the basis for this world? Um, very limited, honestly. Um, this whole thing started out, what was it, uh, Dragon Con last year, hanging out with Steve Jackson, we went to Dakota Kraut's thing that he had over at Medieval Times, and I had a plus one. Like, hey, Steve, you want to go? Like, okay, cool. So I took Steve along, and we went and hung out at Medieval Times, had dinner, had a great show, just hung out and shot the shit. Well, driving out there from the hotel and then driving back, just trying to have conversation. And it's like, so, you know, out of all your game universes and stuff that you got set up, what would lend itself to fiction? And, I mean, without missing a beat, it was Car Wars. And we got to talking about it. And by the time Dragon Con was over with, we're really talking about it. And then come November, I've got a licensing contract. 
Okay. Uh, I mean, it, it was it was a totally different thing from the whole Starflight contracting. I mean, I contacted Rod um, McConnell that owns the IP still for Starflight, and uh, he was like, "Yeah, sure, go ahead." And that was it. Like, okay, so I worked up a basic contract, sent it to him. He sent it back. Good luck. And that was it. I'm like, okay, cool. We're playing in Starflight. Let's roll with this. Um, but you know, it was it was a whole other night and day when it come down to going through the contract. I mean, me and the two partners, Ben Ben Smith and uh, R.J. Layden, we went through that contract probably seven times, line by line, making sure that we understood and we agreed on everything and. You know, marking through what we needed to mark through, changing, making notes, asking questions. Um, so a lot of learning curve, but it was good learning curve. Steve walked me through a lot of it just because. Uh, so, you know, I, I had the benefit of him just walking me through and helping me learn how this legalese and everything on these contracts are done. Uh, you know, aside from here, we're doing a legal deal. He was hooking me up as a friend. To, to show me, hey, this is what you need to look out for, and this is this, and this is what that means. And, and you know, it, it's been a beautiful learning experience. Okay, and I have on the screen, if, you are, if you're watching this instead of listening, the uh, the cover for Go Hard or Go Home, which is the anthology that's, that which was unlocked, correct? Mm-hmm. So this is the cover for it. It's, it's glorious art. It's uh, definitely a blast from the past. It has that 1980s art vibe, so I'm digging it. Um, did you have the artists from the original game content that you hire, or did you just they manage to pull that look? Um, the initial cover artist that I had, he flaked on me. He had life happen, and it just didn't work. So I had to cut him loose, and um, somebody else pointed me in the direction of their cover artist, and he, he's the one that did the, the Burning Roads cover. He also did this, and you know, I was going for that movie poster like Bullet or Smokey and the Bandit, that that kind of feel, that watercolor, and I mean, dude pulled it off amazingly. Um, I, I sent this to Steve as soon as it came in. I sent it to Bill Fawcett and Jody Lynn and I. They were like, "Holy crap, that's cool!" So, you know, it, it it's hitting the mark. Same thing with the the cover for Burning Roads. People have loved it. So are all the stories turned in already for the anthology? No. There are three names missing from that cover that I will not mention because I am not going to jinx it. Um, so we'll see. And I hope they come in because I really want them on that cover. <laughs> um, so okay. we got to tap some people from our side. Jody got to tap people from her side. And um, it's going to look pretty when I put those names on there. <laughs> okay um so we'll we'll pop back out to uh to the to the group feed so uh we'll go to you first david so what was your first experience with uh, with the car wars universe was it when hillbilly approached you or were you a fan of the game uh honestly i was uh i've been a tabletop role-playing guy since like the fifth grade so somewhere around like 1985 or 86 and when i got in the navy and got out to hampton roads i got introduced to gerps and I picked up a copy of this bad boy here, GURPS Auto Duel, which is, you know, post-apocalyptic setting. And we were, you know, doing role-playing games in the 
Car Wars universe. So I never played the tabletop game until we got together at Liberty Con and ended up playing around the Car Wars there. But had so been y'all were playing the sixth edition at Liberty. Yeah, sixth right? ed, yeah. I've not played any of the other editions. But uh Steve Jackson was kind enough to provide us with access to all of his back catalog of information on the Car Wars universe, which is all of the other iterations of the game. And so it was really cool to be able to dig into that, all of that back information to use it to inform the stories for the uh, Dead Man's Run series. Okay. Um, is the is the Car Wars on the GURPS engine or is it its own thing? I know Car Wars is its own thing. Uh, GURPS, like I've talked to Steve about this a little bit and he had suggested like, you know, use, you know, use GURPS for the role playing game aspect and when you get to combat you know or vehicular combat like use car wars because it just plays a lot smoother yeah this is the big box set nice nice and as a, like as a tabletop war game kind of thing like it's super beer and pretzels easy to pick up uh it's a great game like i've been doing tabletop gaming war gaming you know since the mid 90s and car wars is definitely some of the most fun i've had on a tabletop without having to spend hours and hours digging through you know homes of rules so does it have a similar vibe for you to some of the like mech combat type games uh it's less crunchy than like uh mech warrior or uh gosh what is the other one war machine i think it is yeah war machine was another one of them yeah it's yeah. A, it's less crunchy than those because like with mech warrior you got to manage heat and keep track of ammo and that kind of stuff with uh sixth edition car wars you're not really keeping track of a lot of those things it's a lot more action oriented the yeah, uh, you, fighting you is, you know, dashboard you're easy to track on. Yeah, you got like a little dashboard to, that I'm tracks uh, your tire wear and in you know some other things like that. Yeah, you're not okay. Okay, so uh, so what about you, Christopher Woods? Did uh, did you have any experience with the Car Wars before you got approached for these books? Or no, did I didn't. Hook you? I didn't. Uh, I'd never really heard of it. I've never been a tabletop gamer until lately. And I've got I've got a friend who lives over near Chattanooga named Rich Grower. He's a programmer for uh, Liberty Con, and that dude is a, is if you want to play a game, he's got it. That's awesome. So I I've been doing a lot of work for him over the last I guess five or six years. So uh, you know we finally you know he uh, Hillbilly brought the brought the Car Wars game up to Rich Grower's where we could play it. And it's that big box that he has back there that he was showing you a minute ago. He brought that up and laid it out on the big gaming table. And we played it. And that's the only time I've ever played is the one time. And I won. Nice. Can't ever play again. Figured I don't want to play anymore because I'll go out on top here. <laughs> I'll stop while I'm ahead. Undefeated. <laughs> I, I dig that. I can appreciate that. Uh, and it totally wasn't beginner's luck. He had a strategy. It worked out perfectly. Right. He planned it and executed it. Most amazingly, all right. Yeah, what what I what I did was I got damaged so badly that I was stuck in one spot, and everybody took all this time to line up so they could shoot me, and put me out of the game, and they just didn't understand that I still had guns. <laughs> and and my, my one my single turn, I took out both players that were left. It was awesome. Uh -huh. Shut up. Did that make did that make it any one of your stories? Uh, no, it hasn't yet. Yeah. Uh oh, hold on. There hold on. There, there's the dashboard I was trying to find. All right, show that. I've got you on the screen. All right, can you hold that? So, 
How does that work? Is it a spin wheel? Well, you, no, no. You got uh, you'll you'll have a tracker that sits in here for your tires. Your your uh, is this the you no? Know, yeah, this is the speed, the, tires, and power plant. Tires, yeah. speed, and then power plants over here for. Yeah. And then on the outside is your uh, armors. Mm, okay. Um, and it depends on what the build is and all that, but this makes it really easy to track, so you can just play the game instead of having yeah. to worry about all the math. I mean, when I first started playing Car Wars, which is after Dragon Con, and I got a copy from Steve and sat down and played it with the kids, and it's like, this is a lot like Battletech. Because I used to play a crap ton of Battletech back in the day. And, um, you know, especially once I started digging into all that information Dave was talking about, that we we got all the, the old manuals from um, Car Wars. So I started looking in there and reading through and how the game was operated and all this and that. I'm like, holy crap, this is Battletech. It's just, it's a different flavor. It's, it's the same kind of thing, you know, it's a, a vehicular combat situation. <laughs> okay. All right, so what about you, Marissa? What was your experience with the wild world of Car Wars? Yeah, um, it was Hillbilly's pitch. He was like, hey, how do you feel about Steve Jackson, Mad Max, and Thunderdome? And I was like, uh, check, check, check. I love all of those things. And he was like, great. You want to write in this world? And I was like, okay. Um, so I had to yeah, spend a lot of rocks to, to you know, bribery to come along. I mean, I'll also take, I'll also take rocks. Um, but I mean, who's going to say no to Mad Max, Thunderdome? Steve Jackson. I mean, come on. And right. there are these little model cars. They're so fun. Yeah, it's so fun. So I hadn't played before, um, but I am easily swayed by fun props. Um, and so rocks and little mini cars that are badass, I'm in. Um, so yeah. And post-apocalyptic. That's my jam. Okay. So what was the, uh, the learning curve like for all of you with this world? like to get you up to par because from our interview with Hillbilly and if you haven't watched his burning roads interview, you should hop on over. Um, but for those of you who did, um, what was the learning curve to get caught up to the point where you could write? Cause from what, what Hillbilly has said, Steve Jackson is involved in the process. Mm -hmm. Like he has not just washed his hands of the property. Like some people do, which hopefully in theory means he's maintaining all the quality of the universal integrity. Oh yeah, he is. And, and, um, you know, we're following the footsteps of Tor, Marvel, and TSR. Uh, TSR had a choose-your-own-adventure set up. Marvel had a comic series for a little while, Car Warriors. And then Tor had three books that came out. David Drake wrote the first one. I've got it over there someplace. Um, but they didn't do well. And it was fiction, but it wasn't Car Wars. You know, um, Steve is getting approvals on all these stories because it's his baby. And if he's not happy with the stories, then we're doing something wrong, you know. Um, trying to adhere to 40 years worth of lore and canon while bringing, you know, I, I keep saying, we're writing the Saturday morning cartoon to sell the toy. Mm -hmm. It's part of the gig, too. But it's got to appeal to the old school Car Wars gamers. You know, you got to bring that vibe to it and, and the feel. Okay. So so what is, for people that aren't familiar with the property, what is the vibe and the feel for this universe? Things drive go boom. Yeah, drive <laughs> offensively. 
it's a little cyberpunky, like mm -hmm. without all it, like there's not as much of like the the cyborg. Although I think we're some people may be working some of that in. Like there's not so much of the human upgrades; it's more of the car upgrades. Um, but it's got that like the corporations are are running things. There's a lot of um, a lot of bored people looking for entertainment, and death games are the way to do it. Um, I mean, the vibe is very like your basic needs are taken care of, but that's it. That's all you get. So how are you making life exciting? Um, there's a cool cloning thing. So, you know, yeah, it's kind of kind of Death outlawed Jersey Wales meets Blade Runner. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, and that's one thing that Steve said early on that Car Wars is really a Western. Mm -hmm. With bigger guns. Yeah. With a lot bigger guns. Auto cannons. And more horses under the hood than, than uh -huh. exactly. So you know, I, I jokingly uh, and I thought I was being tongue in cheek called this episode "Road Rage 101" because when I taught the offensive driving uh, for units running gun trucks in Iraq, uh, that's what we called it was "Road Rage 101." So it sounds like that's actually what you guys are putting in your stories is a little okay. bit of um, oh, yeah. you know your traffic hostilities that you sit down and write. Yeah. So um, is there like? Is there any other elements of fiction that you're including? Are there like, I don't know, romance subplots, intrigue, politics, genetic engineering, space exploration? Like what all can we expect from this world? It wouldn't be a world without romance. I mean, that's uh, <laughs> sure. How do you get more papers? Humans, that, that it drives people to do things. You know, there's uh, the like the character in my book is is doing this whole race thing so he can save his girlfriend. Hensley Hensley's guy is is trying to save his wife, so you know this. There's there's romance involved. Romance drives it. Oh yeah, love your life. Drives a terminal it. illness that can only be, you know, and they hook you in with a corporate deal to run a race. What do you do? Yeah, yeah. Hensley's. You're going to love seventy two hours of Graceland. I think it's better than mine, but I'm also pretty prejudiced against all my stuff. <laughs> Sorry, so, uh, I don't. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. No, I was going I don't have romance in mind, uh, at least not in book one. Um, but I do have a twin swap and some nefarious murder. So there's a there's some some shenanigans to be sure. I mean, isn't murder by definition nefarious? I mean, well, sure, but then you get like corporations involved, and you don't know who killed them, and you know. Well, there's righteous murder, and then there's yeah. unrighteous. This is pretty unrighteous. Well, I mean, some of us are in the South, and we have that expression, he just needed killing. I mean. Yeah, sometimes yeah. it's okay. We just want to so ask there you go. That's why I'm clarifying. Nefarious. So, so what kind of uh, weaponry, because you mentioned bigger guns, what kind of weapons are we talking about? 20-millimeter Vulcan mini cannons. Yeah, oh. Three-millimeter Gauss auto cannons. All right, I'll be in my bunk. Keep going. Right. Artillery <laughs> pieces. Like 135-mil artillery rounds <laughs> so yeah. i have been near those when they go off so how do you do you adjust when you're when you're writing these because i've been near some of those cannons when they go off there's a little bit of a recoil just a little bit with those so are you factoring that in when you're writing your stories like oh he fired and suddenly he's back 50 feet even though he was going on his car like how are you factoring all that in hey hey would you want to talk about that one scene that we had to discuss <laughs> go, go ahead you can give a little teaser on that all right well there's a there's a point where they uh they're 
they've got a semi involved in this. And the guy who built this semi is insane. He put a, uh, what is it called? A GAU, whatever the gun is that's in an A-10. Oh, okay. He mounted it in a semi. Yep. And when he fired it, it brought the truck com- to a complete stop, and it was doing 60 miles an hour. Hmm. Okay. But, yeah, yeah, I figured in some uh, some kick on these weapons. Some math. Yeah. Yeah, heck, I've got a scene where uh, our heroes get shelled by 205-millimeter heavy artillery, and it's being serviced by a friggin' motorcycle gang. And, well, they're not Army, and they've not been trained on it, and they don't have nearly enough crew, which is what goes ahead and gives our heroes enough time to actually deal with the problem. If they'd have had the proper crew, they could have blasted our heroes into little bitty bits, but they didn't, so they don't. Now, now the run out of the... Um... Was it the the boardwalk amusement park? What was it called there? The big gorilla. The, the big gorilla. Oh, uh, the, the big gorilla from uh, Ocean Breeze uh, Ocean Water Breeze. Park. Oh, yeah. cannibals! Yeah, that that whole scene, the escape coming out of there, that was beautiful, dude. Yeah. The art is good. I, I'm, well, I'm going through it on the Kickstarter. A, yeah. There's a bunch of art in there that is AI generated, but that was inspirational art that we were using to spur ideas for the the writers so a lot of those that are dropped in on the um um the kickstarter there well not that one but a lot of those others they're, they're just from the inspirational art because we had them available but it pulls the vibe it pulls the mood okay um I, i'm digging the art it's it's i mean well done i'm assuming the car warriors the auto duel chronicles at least is is specific to your I yeah, that, that's specific. That uh, J.F. Posham has actually created that for me. She does good work. So uh, we we had to hire her when our um, cover artist in a pinch went and you know he made his wife have a baby and oh wow and yeah didn't do this deal. <laughs> and I'm like, um, yeah. I mean, I was supposed to have this cover a while ago, and she she came through. So she's got some skills. Nice. Yeah, I, yes, I draw stick figures, but she's got skills. So. For the for the art for the for the um, the the rest of the books, are they going to be the same vein as the one for Burning Roads? Are they going to each have their own vibe? Like, how are you going to keep the continuity both in the series and uh, true to the universe? The um, the starting books for Dead Man's Run are all going to be that car crew kind of you know just the profile. Let's let's see who they are. Books two and three for the Burning Roads because we're all doing trilogies. Um, it's going to be more of an action piece, but it's still going to be in that same colored vein uh, with that watercoloring style and all that. And I've actually been really thinking about maybe dialing it back to where it's more like those old movie posters, like Bullet and things like that. Um, or the old action series like uh, Destroyer, Mac Bolin, stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, you know, when we get around to doing the second ones, and I'm going to really, really look at it hard, but. The first books for the Dead Man's Run, I want the crews and the cars, so we got them up front and we got them shown. Okay. So what, um, with what you're doing in the books, is that going to be able to be playable for people that own the game? How is that going to for crossover? Um, yes. Um, well, one, now that we've actually unlocked the uh, stretch goal, I'll be doing some 3D modeling and making up some models for these cars 
Uh, so I'll be doing Sally, the the Buffalo, the Black Skulls, Sedan, things like that. Um, depending on how far the stretch goals go, then I'll start modeling cars out of Hensley's and uh, Wood's books. Um, and the only reason I'm using theirs and the, the Antho is because those are the ones planned for this year. So, um, Okay. Well, while you think about what you're going to say next, we're going to pause for a moment while we shamelessly show for the man. Wait, is there a woman at Three Ravens Press as well? Because I don't want to be sexist. Yes, there, there's actually three, three of us at Three Ravens Publishing. Okay, so the man and the women and stuff. Here's the commercial. Atlanta cabbie by day, amateur auto duelist by night. Ricky Turner is living the dream. That is, until he wakes up in a Gold Cross facility to discover his last match was more than a failure. It was a fatality. Indebted for the cost of the clone body and reboot, Ricky heads back to the arena to do the one thing he knows how to do. Drive offensively. But at the rate amateur matches pay out, it'll take several lifetimes to pay his debt. Luckily, the AADA has announced a new nationwide road rally designed to challenge even the hardiest of auto-dueling teams. Dead Man's Run. Can Ricky and his clandestine crew traverse the wasteland from Atlanta to Sturgis, survive against packs of cannibals, roving biker gangs, and amateur auto-duelists out to make a name for themselves? Welcome to the world of the Car Warriors Auto-Duel Chronicles. Tales from the freeways of the future where the right-of-way goes to the biggest guns and death sports rule the airwaves. From clandestine highway battles to primetime arena combat, jump behind the wheel, follow the fast-paced action, and never forget to drive offensively. When they say drive offensively, they mean in the game, people, because if you get a ticket, they are not responsible. True. I really want you to know that Steve Jackson Games has better lawyers than you, so don't do it. <laughs> don't do it. All right. So that was uh, – sorry about the glitch, and I don't know why it, uh, it did that, dear listener, but uh, we're going to blame the squirrels in his attic because uh, Hillbilly has squirrels in his attic. He doesn't know it, though. What glitch? It played fine on this side. Yeah, oh, it looks good for us. Yeah, it looked good for my end. Oh, it was glitching on my end. Okay, so hopefully the the, the viewers didn't see that. Uh, fingers crossed. But if they do, we're blaming the squirrels in your attic. Okay. Um, All right. What was the original question? I don't remember now. So, how much of what you're writing in these games could be transferred into? I mean, for these novels, could be transferred by someone if they wanted to play the game. Um, a lot of it. I mean, really, we're we're basing the scenarios on what's already existing in universe. Okay. Um, if somebody wants to just do the arena battles, uh, that that's been requested more than a few times already for details on the arena battles, uh, stats on the cars. So um, when when I do the models for the cars, I'll get uh, Irene over at Steve Jackson Games to help me work up the stats, and that way we can pass those along in the in the file with the STLs that uh, they can pass out. Um, but the arena battles, yeah, we're going to try to write those down and put them in a form that can be utilized. Um, I don't know how official or if it's just going to be, Hey, here's some information, go with it. Um, so that that's to be determined, but absolutely. If, if somebody wants to sit down and, and do their own dead man's run, take your city of choice, starting position, figure out those challenges in between and, you know, you RPG it from start to finish three different legs. 
then go for it. Make make your characters suffer and make your players suffer all the way through because that's what we do. I mean, you're kind of describing emotional sadism, but we'll we'll move on. <laughs> kind uh, of. So just a little how bit. Many, how many authors do you know that don't make their characters suffer? I mean, you know, maybe if they have like I don't know, clean romance or something. Well, no, there's suffering suffer. there too. There's emotional there's suffering there. There's tension. I wouldn't know. I don't read it. It's confusing. All those emotions. All right, so. What is the Dead Man's Run? So you 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 mentioned that before. You talked about it in your interview about uh, Burning Roads. So can you tell people what this race that they're running is? Um, Dead Man's Run is in a little bit of a paying homage back to the origins of Car Wars. Uh, so Death Race 2000, the original with David Carradine, it's basically Cannonball Run with guns. It's a cross-country road rally where you have to get through all these challenges and make it to the end point for the final challenge. Um, so between all of us core authors, which myself, Woods, Hensley, Marisa, um, who else was core on this? Was Morton? Smith? Morton. Smith isn't anymore. He's busy with some life stuff. So he's going to just do his as a separate side tangent, um, kind of adjacent to the Dead Man's Run. Um, I think Jay Barnes was actually writing a Dead Man's Run section two. Yes. Um, but we, we got a lot of other side tangent stories that are happening kind of adjacent and roundabout. So there's going to be mentions back and forth. Um, but we're all starting out different starting cities uh, like Woods' characters, their first leg of the run from Knoxville to Memphis is hell on earth. Where my guys going from Atlanta up to Toledo, Ohio, isn't horribly bad, but they still get hammered pretty bad. But my next leg is going to be even worse. Um, you know, it's it's they have to do these three stages, and each leg of the race is one of the books. So, you know, we're each doing trilogies for this. Um I don't know. Lots of carnage, lots of car combat, lots of things blowing up. Lots of bad guys dead. Oh, yeah. So so that way we're not letting Hillbilly hog all the time. We brought the rest of you authors on that are part of this as well. So what all, and you can you know, jump in at any, like what all did you guys add to the universe in your own novels? Because you can't write in someone else's world without bringing your own flair. So what, what did you add to expand the Car Wars universe with your contribution? Uh, cannibals that ride bikes powered by biodiesel made from human fat. All right. <laughs> uh, first rule of Fight Club is we don't talk about Fight Club, but yeah, go no on. follow up question. <laughs> uh, okay, seems, so we all brought in some cannibals because there were some at the Speedway in Nashville too. Yep. I am yeah. not not bringing in cannibals. I don't know. Actually, I just started. I just started this week. You gotta um, bring some cannibals. We'll see. Well, there'll be alligators. Maybe they eat people. Yeah, um, I have cannibals around Elyria, Ohio. So I'm just going to ask you, David, I know you served in the Navy as well. So so I'm guessing you have access to the VA. I'm just saying, does your shrink know what you're writing? <laughs> <laughs> I don't have a shrink. I fired him. <laughs> well, maybe you should rehire him. I'm just saying. Oh, no, 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 no. That was All so right. deep down. 
<laughs> so so what do you think the um, for your for your senior the first book in your trilogy marissa what like obviously this is pure speculation if it's not written yet so nobody can hold you to it if it changes but what are you thinking well i mean i already had to run the outline by steve jackson so i'm a okay. little tied to what i have um there is going to be some extreme corporate nonsense in mine um so the corporate interference to tweak the game for maximum destruction or profit or both um is definitely going to play a role i blame shadow run honestly okay, okay. <laughs> so which corporation inspired the evil enterprise you're creating yes all of them okay. <laughs> i mean <laughs> I'm just saying yeah. a little bit of people of Walmart action going on could make an interesting story. Yeah, yeah, or any of these giant monopolies that are big old assholes. All right, what about you, Christopher? What did you uh, bring to the world that, that wasn't there before you added it? Well, the Tennessee Titans Authority. <laughs> that's a that's a new one. Okay, <laughs> go on. And the, the Tennessee is like the lawless lands you know, on the map that Steve Jackson provided for us. So I combined the TVA as a company that took over a bunch of others and became the Tennessee Titan Authority. And uh, they're the corporation that's in control of Knoxville, Chattanooga, and Memphis, mostly anyway. And they're gonna, they've got some, like Marissa said, some corporate shenanigans going on. And, uh, and I, I brought in like recreational cannibals. They, uh, they aren't like full-time cannibals like Hensley's cannibals. <laughs> But they, they're blue obvious, really. and they, they eat people occasionally, you know, so that was Isn't ceremonial. It, point of order. It's like being a little bit pregnant. You can't be a little bit of a cannibal. You're a cannibal right, you, or you're not you a are, cannibal. You are. Yeah, well, I mean, that's what I say. I mean, they're recreational, <laughs> recreational cannibals. You know, that's, that's all I can use to describe them because you just know, for the taste of it. So, yeah. so they, they didn't actually swallow. They just kind of tasted inhaled, what? They inhaled, inhaled, yeah. inhaled before the race even started that they're going to catch all the the participants and eat them on live television okay okay yeah <laughs> i mean as you do so did any of you incorporate the evil vast corporate enterprise known as the dmv into your story <laughs> oh that didn't make it through the apocalypse no oh. no. no nobody nobody wanted the dmv no <laughs> it was too evil it's too evil even for cannibals even right. for cannibals too evil even for cannibals so how do you guys handle like the the maintenance of the road because that's the one thing everyone forgets in apocalypse is food will go bad on shelves gas won't last forever if you get rid of totally everything we're talking you know almost stone age so how did you maintain that in this post-apocalypse so there is something to work with i actually started my uh book out with the road crews Okay. Uh, my guy is a guard on the road crews. Uh, taking a road crew job is very dangerous. Your life expectancy is less than two years. They have a gold cross uh, re-upload available to them, and most of them are clones. But uh, they they keep these squadrons of people out there guarding the clones who are fixing the roads all through Tennessee. So if clones exist in this universe, does anybody dive into the idea? Are you really you if you're a clone? Or <laughs> yeah. Are you someone? Yeah. yeah. I've, I've got a, a lot of that in, in mind. I'm from, you know, my, my guys from the religious 
area of eastern Tennessee. So, of course, there's going to be people who don't believe that a clone is, is actually them. And it's, it's, it's actually uh, it's brought up quite a few times in the, in the story. Okay. So what did you add, Hillbilly, to the worlds that wasn't already there with your story, Burning Rose? Um, well, I mean, we kicked it off with uh, adding in super chats and things like that, updated it with drones and a lot of tech that wasn't already existing in the universe. Well, that makes sense, given when this game was originally made. Yeah, I mean, the game originally came out in 1980. Hell, video chats hadn't even been invented yet. Now, that was something only in science fiction. We, I mean, what we're doing right now, we're living in what we grew up as science fiction. Mm-hmm. But you you put in the clutch feed, and we started, uh, so... Well, yeah, that, well, that's we where that. you know, it was supposed to be like a Twitch Twitch channel, Twitch feed, but you know, you got the super chats going on where you got people chatting back and forth and commenting and, you know, you can donate and you can, and, you know, give them, gift them so much stuff. And uh, my character realizes that when he's on stage towards the very end, just before the big battle at the, at the end of the book, um, because the, the, um, the host of the pregame show, you know, he's like, yeah, that, that that's what all that is right there. You didn't know that you had fifteen, twenty thousand dollars deposited in your account. No. Okay, <laughs> cool. Uh, thank you. You know, and you know, he's, he's thanking them as it's up on the screen. Um, so, what do they do with that money? Is it something they can use to buy upgrades as they go, yeah, or yeah, they can buy ammo, repairs, um, you know, any new parts and pieces? Um, you know, and and. You know, pull in a little bit of uh, Hunger Games, too, where sponsors can send in donations. Uh, they can send in equipment and gear and things like that. Okay. So do they, is there like um, in this universe anywhere where they go to train or is this all a bunch of rookies living and dying on their first run? <laughs> yes. All of <laughs> yes, it, uh, it depends on the, on the company, on the, on the, the pack the that sponsor, you're in, yeah. yeah. The well, the one who sponsored mine just took rookies who won amateur night. The yeah, yeah. Uh, Davids took a, a a living legend. Yeah, tell us about your character, Dave. Well, mine uh, like there's the Luxford Luxford Drummond Automotive is the sponsor for the Mid Atlantic uh, region for Dead Man's Run. And they go ahead and in order to bring, you know, fans back to the sport, they go track down a guy named Bobby Hank, whose dueling name was the Pale Rider. And he was basically an auto duel legend, famous for having never had to be downloaded into a clone. And uh, just kind of dropped off the radar because his wife got sick with this incurable disease that even cloning can't fix. And so they offer him, you know, kind of make him a deal he can't refuse to bring him back, which is, hey, we can get your wife into a research project. And, uh, you know, you run that make this run for us as long as the Luxford Drummond quest completes the race like we're happy. And at the same time, they went ahead and brought in another couple of legends, uh, Headsman and Black Dragon, who are these from big league unlimited dueling side of the house, which are kind of the hardcore, like everybody should die in the arena sort of duelists. And they brought them along, along with a mix of veterans and some rookies. 
Okay. So you mentioned corporations. So the, the event, the races are sponsored by various mm -hmm. companies that send in their teams to compete. Is that how this works? Mm -hmm. Yes and no. I mean, some, yeah. some are just rookies that are um, chosen. Like everybody has to send in an application and get it, get approved. Um, my guy, he had enough of a rep, even as a rookie, that they picked him because he was kind of controversial at the time. Okay. So why was he controversial? Can you tell us that without spoilers? Um, another team illegally killed him. And then it, it kind of looked like he was coming back for vengeance. So he ends up with the, uh, the moniker Ricky the Ripper. Uh. Okay. Um, that works. I, I mean, I can dig it. <clears throat> it's definitely... Um, it ties back to some certain uh, vivid imageries from London. We'll, we'll leave it at that. We are a family-friendly <laughs> show. Um, so is this all gun combat, or do you, speaking of the Ripper, do you uh, incorporate in, like, blades, I don't know, chainsaws to the front of the web, uh, cars, that sort of thing? Mm, I don't I don't think anybody's in. No, wait. Um, in a few of the short stories, there were some buzzsaw blades on the front of the cars. So pure battle, like go full battle bot kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, otherwise, it, it's guns, it's energy weapons. You know, there's lasers, there's um, Gauss cannons, flamers. There might be a battle with some axes. There what? I said there might be a pretty good sized little skirmish with some axes. Oh, some... okay. Just saying. <laughs> so are there? Are there any official rules for these races other than don't die and finish? Um, the basic rules are the packs are to work together to succeed and complete each of the challenges. Um, so, you know, they're, they're not competing against each other, but at the very end they are. So whoever's earned the most points is the winning team out of the packs. Um, and you earn points by, you know, one, your kills, uh, disabling vehicles, destruction of hard, hardened uh, facilities. Um, it, you know, there's, there's all these different points. And they can earn bonus points by crazy maneuvers, doing things that are just insane. Um, you know, I had my guys, they, they earn some extra points by just being kind to an unfortunate family um, by sharing what little bit of food they had, you know? Um, so, you know, you get the compassion points and stuff like that, that they're, they're earning the, the, um, the, the audience points because the audience gets a vote on so many points to give, give around to the different pack or the teams in the packs. Also, my girls are going to have some traps. Um, so they can't use them against the pack, but, they're going to be out on the open road um, and those areas are not patrolled or safe. So, you know, you have a little, like, it's like the, all the dreams I've ever had in traffic. So you got a little hatch that opens and, and maybe there's an oil slick situation or maybe some cow traps get dropped out or, you know, different, different kinds of things that'll, that'll fuck up people trying to chase them. So sorry, <laughs> sorry. That'll mess up, mess up. People. Mines. You just, you F-bomb JR's podcast, man. 
Sorry. Eh, I mean, I'm sure I've said worse, but I don't know. We'll, we'll pretend. <laughs> Maybe. They messed it up. Not to, but I mean, we've got yeah. two grunts and, a, and an army medic as the host. Stuff happens. Yeah. Right. Well, she's not here, so it's going to be cleaner than if she was here. Here to help us, <laughs> though. The, actually, the worst language drops we've had is uh, as a friend of Mar Marissa's, uh, Casey. You might know her. Um, we actually, she's one of two that we had to mark NSFW. <laughs> Wait, and and that was recorded on a Sunday, so Doc was like, you know, you got to go to church after this, right? <laughs> wow. No, the hey, worse than I am. She probably went to church. Yeah, that episode was was. Uh, it's fun. out there still. If you want to dig up Casey Azell, she's also got the record. She beat David uh, Weber for the longest episode. That's awesome. Oh wow, she's so great. It was over two hours. <laughs> I mean, at that point, you get a little bit of a pass because if you lasted Wait, that long, how did you yeah. get David to hush? Uh, Doc has her ways, and I didn't ask questions. <laughs> David Rowland, man, he he's like, it, it's auto perpetuating. Well, see, this interview with David wasn't about Honor Harrington. It was about the um, kerfuffle that happened at some convention this year. I can't even remember, MarsCon. So, you know, there was a lot more of a serious aspect to it. I think that helped. I mean, that did give Casey an unfair advantage. But, all right. So, you know, because we've got uh, Marissa over here dropping F-bombs and throwing alligators, what Sorry. would the, the age range for these books in this universe be? For people that are saying, like, I've got kids that are very streeters. When would you safely say, let them read these books? PG-13. Yeah, PG-13. I mean, it, it all depends on how you raise your kids. I got a bunch of crew dogs. I mean, seriously, we got a dick tank on the fridge or the freezer because they drew it. So it, it all depends on how you raise your kids. A lot of questions. Um, <laughs> you don't want to know the answers to those no, questions, really. Questions. <laughs> you, you, you ever seen the, the, the nope. helicopter image? I said no follow-up questions, and yes. <laughs> okay, so yeah, I, I kind of showed that to them, and they're like, oh, I can do better. Yeah. That's awesome. I'll send you a picture later. Um, but yeah, PG-13, I mean, there's, there's, there's a little bit of language. There's really, there's no sexual at all. I mean, that's, no. that's not the point. Mostly just violence. It's violence, yeah. yeah. But most kids these days with most video games, they're already kind of desensitized to that and gore. And it's not gore, right? So it might be like somebody gets their arm chopped off. Oh no! But we're not yeah. going to like describe in detail like the blood splatter and the right, 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 the everything. Not? According to according to the rules I just recently read, we're not. Wait, the rules that you just recently skimmed? Reread is what oh. I said. Reread. Wait, hey, Marisa, where's where's my novel? Yeah, uh, end of September, as agreed. <laughs> Love you. Uh, yeah, all right. So, uh, if for all of you, um, you know, get a second, you're you're trying to sell the Kickstarter and your novel in it, uh, and go. You got a thirty second elevator pitch. Since you were just talking, uh, we're gonna let you go first, Marissa, before you fall asleep on us. I'm told Shoot. you turn into a pumpkin soon. <laughs> I'm gonna turn into a pumpkin. <laughs> so I have my alligators. I'm ready to sleep. Okay, thirty seconds. Uh, the Karmas have been invited to the big race, which will give them a heck of a lot of visibility. Um, until one of them ends up murdered. Uh, so that's at the back. Uh, so now they have to find a new driver, uh, make up their last lead, and figure out how to work together, um, and maybe, maybe solve a murder along the way, um, and uh, cross some real treacherous country. So we'll see if they can do it. 
Also, right, Karma has cracked me up. I just want you guys to know that I am delighted by this name. I, I like it. Who did you pick the name or did um did Steve? No, Jackson? I did. Okay. No, I picked it. Okay. All right, Christopher Woods, and go. And go. Okay. Um, my guy is from East Tennessee, and he's just recently been fired from the road cruise because he's come home the third time in a row as the only one who survived a raid and they don't trust him. So he goes home and he finds out that the girlfriend that kicked him out five years ago was, uh, she got, she was ALS. She had discovered she had ALS. So she took the noble route and, you know, broke up with him and all that. Cause she didn't want him to have to, to deal with all that. He had no idea. So now he comes up with a plan, you know, one of the victor, one of the prizes from amateur night in Knoxville is a gold cross diamond package, which gives you a gold cross for life. But it's also the entry package to the dead man's run, which you have to sign contracts where you either survive it or you die. Those are your choices. So now they're doing the dead man's run. Okay. Survive or die. That is one Survivor heck of a closer. All right, David, what about you? So, uh, so the, basically, they used to call this guy a legend. They used to call him Bobby Hank the Pale Rider. These days, he's just plain old Robert Fulton Henry, and he runs salvage out of the Hampton Roads dead zone where he's picking over the remains of a civilization for stuff he can sell to rich people to help fund the research to get his wife's life back because that's the only thing that ever really mattered to the guy. Except he's running out of time, he's running out of money. Until an old friend, sometimes rival, shows up on his doorstep and makes him an offer he can't refuse. Run the Dead Man's Run for Luxford Drummond Automotive, and they'll fund the research to get his wife cured. So Bobby recruits himself one heck of a mechanic and a pretty good driver, his neighbor, in the trailer park in Gloucester. And together they get on the road, and all they got to do is outrun several packs of cannibals, some outlaw bikers, and deal with a bunch of crappy corporate interference and make it to Memphis in 72 hours, since the title 72 Hours to Graceland. I mean, do we have to have an understanding of how cars work to enjoy this world since we've got all of you? No. No, no. I think that uh, it's, you know, it, it's, it's, it's not so technical that if you're not a gearhead you won't enjoy it but it's there's enough gearhead stuff in there that if you are a gearhead you'll get a kick out of it okay so i'm told the hammer solves most problems when when it comes to mechanics <laughs> yeah it either fixes it or breaks it so darn bad you need to buy a new one yep there you go all right so since hillbilly was writing in the side chat um laughing that no one made it uh under 30 seconds you can redeem yourself hillbilly and you can ask or you can do the 30 seconds Oh, 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 you, you want to throw me under the bus, huh? Well, so Ricky Turner ends up signing a contract that he didn't really quite read all the details on. So he's kind of <laughs> in this whole loophole. And the uh, Dead Man's Run comes along at just the right time. So maybe, just maybe, he can get out from under this contract with his dirty, stinking lawyer slash agent slash whatever the hell else that Johnny B is. Um. If if you know anything about um, Saul Saul Goodman from what uh, was it uh, just call Saul? I think Better call Saul and break him Yeah, um, 
that that's a good representation of Johnny B. That okay. was longer than mine. All right, and so um, back to the Kickstarter as we bring this home, and then I've got a fun question for you for the road. So first off, the Kickstarter is back, so there isn't the risk anymore if you guys uh, contribute. So what are the kicks, Kickstarter, like the the stretch goals? There we go. What are the stretch goals that's left, and what do they get when they back it? Like, what are the levels? Can you break that down for us, oh, Billy? Okay, let's see. Hold on. Let me pull it up. And, uh, da -da -da. All right, so... Uh, well, de depending on what you want to go with for your pledges, I mean, you can just toss some cash at it just because. Tipping the mechanic, you can get um, the basic cyber shout out, which uh, gets you mentioned on all the three Ravens websites and all that. Um, cyber access gets you burning roads and early access to 72 hours of Graceland. Uh, cyber access plus gets you those, plus you get to see all of the inspirational imagery that we had to set up the 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 deal um plus like our um writing playlists and things like that that helped inspire us you know all, all that kind of stuff that that helped us get into the mood to write these things um early access to marathon of madness for the ebook do i set up an ebook bundle um i did kind of screw that one up so uh, you will get the mentions and the um, uh, get included into the books and stuff like that if you get the ebook bundle. Apparently, we got a couple extra backers on that. Um, I, I screwed up putting that one on. I blame lack of coffee. Uh, you can get Burning Roads in print, 72 hours uh, to Graceland in print. Da, 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 da. Burning Roads plus. Um, I mean, there, there's a lot of the books. There's books signed, things like that. The the real big add-ons are going to be the, uh, or well, the big big parts are going to be the add-ons. Um, you can get a Car Wars Warriors book bundle. Uh, you can get the Car Warriors starter kit, which is the uh, the starter two-player uh, game version of this uh, with sixth edition plus uh, Burning Roads and. Yeah, that you get a, a print copy of Burning Roads, and you get mentioned in the next couple of books. Um, hardback bundle. Then there's the Car Warriors Full Throttle Package, which is the starter kit for the game. All four books, two different shirts. You're getting um, stickers and bookmarks and a bunch of extra junk in there. Um, but the the biggest thing with with uh, all this is going to be the add-ons where one, you can get tuckerizations. So there's red shirt tuckerizations. There's um, secondary character tuckerizations. You know, those, those characters that are there doing things and they're, they're named, but they just kind of pop in and out. Then you have primary supporting characters. So, you know, your sidekicks, your, your Robins and things like that. Um, those are available for, you know, you can back, by getting one of those and we will work with you to create your character, whatever it is. Um, if you go out in a blazing blaze of glory as a red shirt, then, you know, we'll work on that too. And we'll make sure it happens. And uh, we'll, we'll find the, the best story to put you in or work you with one of the, the writers that you really like. I mean, if you like Hensley's stuff or Woods' stuff or mine or Maurice's, then we'll, we'll work you in with that. Um, 
the, the next stretch goal, which let me zoom back down. Uh, the next stretch goal we're going after is 5,000. We've already broke the 4,000 mark, uh, which got us unlocked on the 3D models for Burning Roads for Sally, um, the Buffalo, the Black Skulls Luxury Sedan, and the Queen-tastic Battle Bus. Uh, 5,000 gets the lead tuckerization. So it's the lead POV, the main character of a story. We will create a story, one of us, and we'll figure out who and all that. Um, gets gets the honor of writing that, and we'll figure out a story based around you as a character. Um, so this is the question everyone wants to know, uh, but how much to be one of the cannibals? <laughs> you could be a part-time cannibal. Oh, like a reservist cannibal almost, a weekend warrior cannibal. Oh, reservist yeah, yeah. Um, those are Chris's cannibals. I mean, yeah, yeah those those were my cannibals. Well, and see, like, cannibals. you could you you could be a good guy or a bad guy in any of these tuckerizations. Yeah, you could request cannibal. Just because you're a bad guy doesn't make you a bad guy. Yeah, I mean, you could, <laughs> you could absolutely be a red-shirted cannibal, and a scene opens with that POV and here comes whatever, you know, the big battle battle bus that I know is in one of these um, just kind of runs over a whole crap ton of cannibals and that cannibal happens to be there at that POV. So, you know, it could happen. Now, do we ever see cannibal on cannibal with the part-time cannibal and the full-time cannibals going at it? Oh God, we're Seska. I think he's locked in on something. <laughs> <laughs> So, somebody show, show him a crayon. I need a crayon. <laughs> That's the Marines. That was in the Army. Yeah. Close um, enough. We sniffed glue. It was, it was totally good. Um, so, oh, wait. Here, JR. Here. I got some mercy for you. <laughs> there you go. That cures everything. At least that's there what Doc go. told me. So, all right. So, this is the last one. All right. So, that's the Kickstarter. The links will be in the show notes. You saw the commercial. You heard them talk about the world. Um, right now, I'm seeing four different trilogies being planned for a total of 12 books. I can do math. See? Public school people. That's really um, good. Up to six trilogies. It just up to six. Who's are there more authors that are potentially coming on board, or are you, some of you going to write more than one trilogy? No. Um, well, like I said, uh, well, Ben Smith was, but he's he's out now. I'm pretty sure Jay Barnson was doing one of one of the the uh, Dead Man's Run setups. I I don't remember oh, Michael Morton. Yeah, Morton. Mike Morton was he was yeah, Mike Morton. Yeah. Okay. So there's more books than the, the four trilogies we talked about. Um, all right. So last question before we, we get you guys to tell everyone how they can stalk you. I mean, follow you online. Um, we're going to start with you, Marissa. So don't fall asleep yet. If you, if you could live in the world of the car wars, would you? No. Oh, no. Okay. They eat a lot of algae, you guys. <laughs> like a lot. So like protein paste and stuff? Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> not my jam Al- i like algae food. burgers and algae everything yeah. deep fried algae burgers baby mm-hmm. that's some gross shit right there it depends <laughs> on what what i am i guess i mean yeah sure if i got access to meat so no well cannibal you could be a cannibal <laughs> there you go all right so you with enough plot armor you would do it well i mean you know dog and cat ain't half bad so it's, it's sweet well, no. it's okay have you seen Demolition Man, where he's uh, in yeah. the underground area? Yeah, he's he's best best yeah. rap burger I ever had. Yeah. <laughs> he's, he's like, this is good. And she's like, see any cows around? 
Right. So that's right up there with the three seashells for me. Yeah. Like that's that's pretty good. Really and they good. never explained the three seashells, man. I still want to know. I, I just don't know if there's enough drugs in the universe for me to get high enough to figure that one out. They, but, they need to go back and actually do one more episode of that. Yeah. Just so they and can explain that. An outtake. Yeah. All right. So, Christopher Woods, if you could live in the worlds of Car Wars, would you? Hell no. <laughs> no <laughs> freaking way. Absolutely not. All right, David, you're going to be brave, right? No. no. (laughs) I do not want to live in a universe where cannibals can make friggin' biodiesel out of your fat after they kill and eat you. I I would be in high demand momentarily. Thank God you said no. (laughs) That's all I can say, man. Because I read about those cannibals and, and dude... (laughs) (laughs) So so what you're saying is... In that world, you were seriously messed up. Well... All right. Well, with that being said, we're going to go through and let everyone tell people. Oh, hold on. Before I do that, just remember, dear listener, please be kind and speak your mind on the reviewing platforms. Your reviews help the right readers find the right books. So do your part and help these fine authors get their books out there. Tell the world how awesome they are. Review them on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, BookBub, all the places you buy books or review books. And if that's not enough for you, start a website and review it there, people, because you can never do too much. All right. With that being said, Marissa, how can they stalk you? I mean, follow you online. Yeah. Uh, so you can find me at marisawolf.net or marisawolf.com. I go both ways. Um, or on Instagram at bookdogs. Um, it's right there in my name. Uh, the uh, On Instagram, you will see my books and you will see my dogs. So at bookdogs, uh, you're welcome. Um, in the real world, you can see me at Dragon Con, um, which will be super fun and super soon. Um, oh. It's the only other con I have this year. Thursday. Thursday at Dragon Con. Oh, yeah. Thursday at Dragon Con. Hillbilly, me, and Terry Maggart will be emceeing the Page to Stage costume contest, which is going to be amazing. Um, Are you going as one of the cannibals? I might. Yeah. Yeah. Whoa, I might you're- be. You're the Dormouse. I'm going to be dressed up as the March Hare, and Terry Maggard is going to be the Mad Hatter. Mad Hatter, yeah. I thought you were going to say Alice for a moment, and I would have laughed. I mean, that would also be amazing. I, I think you could pull it off. dressed up as Alice, just because. I think you could rock it. Yeah, but he's yeah. got to get the beard out first, just to go with the look. But I say that just because I'm, I'm jealous. I tried to grow a beard, and people thought I was the Unabomber, so I was just like, no, can't do it. <laughs> All right. So, David, how can they stalk you? I mean, follow you on the Internet. I got to get this right one day. One yeah, day. someday. Uh, you can find me at DavidWHensley.com. Uh, you can find me on Facebook at David Hensley Writes. And my Instagram and Twitter are D Hensley Writes. And as usual, dear listener, all the links will be in the show notes. Uh, what about you, Chris? How can they find you while he plays some dueling banjos? <laughs> my uh, my webpage is theprofessionalliar.com. I like it. They keep going. And Facebook, I'm Christopher Woods, and uh, that's about it. I've I've got a Twitter and I've got an Instagram, but I don't ever use it, so there's no point in even trying to contact me there. <laughs> At least he's honest. I mean, that's right. He, he is. He is. I hate technology. <laughs> uh, all right. With that exit, uh, William Joseph Roberts, otherwise known as Hillbilly, how can we find you on the Wild Wild Interwebs? Um, well, okay, so I had to answer real quick. The ad thing that you heard, the vocals uh, doing that uh, Car Wars ad, that is the voice of Joshua Saxon. 
who is going to be the voice of the Car Wars universe. Awesome. He, um, he initially did the Raven and the Crow series by Michael K. Falciani for us, and he agreed to jump on board with this. And oh my dear God, some of the scenes. I mean, I, I wrote gearhead sections into into Burning Roads, but I'm I'm a gearhead. I like my cars, and there's moments when, you know, a car will turn my head quicker than a pretty girl sometimes. But I'm I'm just a gearhead, and you know I I had those kind of scenes in there, and uh, the way that he, that Joshua narrated those were just perfect. So you're you're in for a treat when you get around to hearing some of the audio. Um, so you can find me at WilliamDosefRoberts.com or ThreeRavensPublishing.com. I am on like twenty plus different social media platforms. Uh, just just do a search, you'll find me. Okay, and uh, when you want to get that restraining order, now you know how to do it. All right, you can follow us, dear listener, on our link tree where we link to our bit shoot and our rumble at linktree backslash blasters and blades podcast. That's l i n k t r dot e e backslash blasters and blades podcast. Or again, where we link to everything, including bit shoot and rumble because YouTube won't let us. We have a Twitter at twitter.com backslash sf underscore fantasy underscore show, Sierra Foxtrot underscore fantasy underscore show. We have an email at blasters and blades podcast at gmail.com. Again, blasters and blades podcast at gmail.com. We promise we answer all of the letters. Uh, if you want to send hate mail, uh, we have a new reader of our hate mail. It's uh, hillbilly at blastersblazepodcast.com. <laughs> Again, hillbilly at blastersblazepodcast.com. He will read all of your hate mail, and he will send you appropriately snarky comments in reply. You can find us on Facebook where all the shenanigans happen at facebook.com backslash groups backslash blasters and blades podcast. Again, backslash groups backslash blasters and blades podcast. We do have a Facebook page when uh, Doc Seska is not wrestling dragons for a convention in Atlanta that 12 people go to. When she's not doing that, eventually we will get a dedicated URL for our page. But I do share all of our uh, episodes there in addition to uh, book reviews as I find them and other nerdy content because, you know, that's what we do. We have a website at anchor.fm backslash blasters, tack and tack blades. Again, anchor.fm backslash blasters, dash and dash blades. Where for as little as 99 cents a month, you can support the show and help keep the lights on. These episodes are not free to produce, and we appreciate all of your help. Uh, and finally, as part of the new uh, rollout from Spotify, we do have questions that we add to each episode and polls. Feel free to participate. I keep them open as long as Spotify will let me. So right now, that's 30 days. But we'll join the conversation, and we'll read your comments if uh, if appropriate. Uh, no uh, Bodie McBoatface type answers because we got to stay family friendly. You can support the show more directly over at buymeacoffee.com backslash author J.R. Handley. Again, buymeacoffee.com backslash author J.R. Handley. Be sure to put in the comment section that is for the podcast. And I promise I will keep my absentee co-host, Doc Saska and Nick Garber, duly caffeinated. They'll be so caffeinated they'll keep missing episodes because they're in the bathroom, people. It's it's what happens. I mean, they're later just because it sounds more professional. It's true. It's true. And, and with that being said, thank you for spending some of your precious time with us. For the absentee Nick Garber and Doc Vesta, I am Bear Hanley, and this was the Blasters and Blades podcast. We'll be back next week at the same time where we'll indulge our love of nerd culture, cheesy jokes, and all things that go boom. Thank all of you for coming on the show. It was hilarious, even the videos. <laughs> I think we're all even sober-ish, so we're going to rock on. Yeah. I can't speak for Hillbilly, though, you know, but for the rest of you. Is he ever sober? Really? Oh, yeah. oh, we get that. We get that.